welcome to It's Still Happening, the ancestral healing podcast for those of us who have noticed or are curious about the generational patterns we want to break so that we and our lineages can live a life of freedom, abundance, and belonging. I'm your host, Ash Johns. As a spiritualist, coach, and strategist, I recognize the power and freedom in calling in higher ancestors for healing. We all have generational superpowers within us. It's my hope that you connect with yours, experience the transformation that naturally follows as a result, and receive the support you most need and deserve to live your destiny and leave a greater legacy behind. Now, if you've been desiring forward movement and growth, both personally and culturally, and know that we can't exactly move forward without going back, you've definitely found yourself in the right podcast and in divine timing. Here's your invitation into the world of ancestral healing and honoring the lineages of the past for a much brighter future. Welcome and enjoy. It's still happening. Hey y'all. So before you even get into this episode of It's Still Happening, you're going to notice that I introduced this podcast as Healing is Happening. That's because your girl was going back and forth on what I wanted to call this thing if I wanted to rename it and ended up staying with the original name. But let me tell you something. I'm still growing. I'm still doing my thing. And shout out to my podcast team because I was like, I'm not going to go and record all these things over again. So this season of It's Still Happening is (laughs) named Healing is Happening. But that's not true. So I just want to make sure you're not confused and you get what's going down because that's just how we're going to roll. All right. Now, enjoy the show. Hey, everyone. Welcome to episode three of Healing is Happening. I am so glad that you're joining me for this episode, which I'm going to tell you now, you're probably going to need to hold on to your seat to grab your pearls and maybe even ground into the earth a little bit because I got something to say. All right. Episode three, healing is happening. What ancestral healing is and what it ain't, in my opinion. All right. In my humble and also very knowledgeable opinion. (laughs) So there's a lot of talk about ancestors these days. Just check the hashtag ancestral healing, ancestral medicine, ancestral wisdom, and you'll be surprised, but maybe you won't be surprised. And if you hear a bunch of noise in the background right now, it's because Ziggy is home and he's trying to get comfortable in his doggy bed. And he came home from doggy summer vacation with a ringworm, just like a regular kid would when they go to camp. And so he's got a cone over his head. <laughs> Even though it's a soft cone, it's annoying him and he's trying to get comfortable. So he just keeps moving around a lot. He likes to be up underneath me when I'm working and creating. And so sorry for the background noise. Anyway, but there's a lot of talk about ancestors these days. And if you check the hashtags or you look around the articles, there's a bunch of podcasts about it. Someone's made around this, especially within the dynamics of um, anti-racism and uh, unconscious bias healing and all that kind of stuff. So it really wasn't like this though, y'all, for the general public. I swear to God, like four to five years ago when 
I was finally deciding to be honest about what I was doing or rather transparent about what I was doing. Not that I was trying to like deceive people. It's just that I wasn't confident enough to say that I was doing deeper healing and working with people's ancestors when they were coming to me to work. They were just like, something about what you do is deeper than conscious business and brain strategy. I can't say it, but you literally pull out from the depths of my soul what I feel like I've been wanting to say, and it's bigger than me. And that's the, that's the words they would say, but really four or five years ago, no one was really talking about ancestors publicly. And I was starting to, and people were looking at me like, what the hell are you talking about, girl? But that's when I really started to accept and lean into this work as something that could not be in the shadows, which is a funny pun. Um, and to really be clear about what I was doing behind the scenes of my amazing conscious brand and business strategy sessions. And that, you know, essentially how I was working with spirit and ancestors for spiritual and wellness entrepreneurs. Um, and at the time I just wasn't ready to admit it. And then I was just like, I can't, I can't deny it anymore. So that happened to me about what year was that? 2016, 17. Yeah. Um, 2015 was when I, it really was happening and I was like, mm, I don't want to say anything. I'm going to, I'm just going to blend these things together and see what happens. But right around 16, 17 was like, all right, can't ignore it. So today's episode of healing is happening is all about what ancestral healing is and what it's not. And my, as I said, humble, but also very knowledgeable opinion. And some of y'all might not like this, but I'm going to ask you not just today, but anytime that you choose to tune into my podcast, that you choose to subscribe to it, that you choose to leave a review and come into community with me, that you always come with an open mind and see what medicine is there for you, even if the medicine doesn't taste good, which a lot of medicine doesn't. And if it tastes good and you're like, yeah, no one said it, that's cool too. More reason to leave a review, share with your friends and family and all the peoples, right? So straight up disclaimer, if you are an initiated person in a secret society or traditional ways of practice or ATR, or ADTR, or indigenous ways of being an ancestral reverence, then I'm a super need you to listen with an open mind for what is potentially additive to the tradition and of these closed systems. Now, that's out of my jurisdiction to say that, but you are listening to my podcast, so I can kind of say whatever I want with respect, right? But the point is, I have a point of view that some of our traditions that I deeply respect need some new ways of applying it for the greater healing and implications that we need to see in the world. Um, and you know, that might be controversial. You might not like it. Maybe your elders and grandparents might not either, but I'm just going to stay in my lane of this is what my perspective is. And I'm happy to have respectful conversation around it. But since you're here, I hope you will open your mind and tune in to see what you and your spirits and your folks have to say about what I have to say. And it's not about attacking or judging. I just want to have a safe space to have these conversations. Well, I wouldn't even say safe, but just a respectful space. And if you're not down for that, just unsubscribe, you know, hang up, exit out and see your way out. You know, I think we forget that we have that choice. We ain't got to really voice everything to everyone that we disagree with. But if you want to do that, whatever, you will. So I can't lie, I kind of roll my eyes at the growth of ancestral healing and ancestor connection talk blowing up over the last few years as um, when I was finally crawling out of my cave to speak to it, nobody was trying to listen. Nobody was really about it. They were just like, mm, okay, the fuck. And now everybody want to talk about ancestors. Um, so as the ancestors told me, they said that they were coming into 
awakening and that this was going to be happening and that they're tired of being forgotten and being quiet and that's why it's going to be a blow up of ancestor stuff. In fact, I think some of my social media of 2018 and 2019 was like, this is the year of the ancestors. Watch. Everyone's going to be talking about ancestors and sure enough, that's what happened. But it's great that all of this talk around ancestors, ancestral healing, ancestral connection, ancestral veneration, all that stuff is becoming popular and more mainstream or being taught or you know, wanting to be explored. Because if you want to bring out all of our quote unquote history books, or if you want to take the time to travel around the world a little bit, you'll find that all of our ancestors across the lands, and I know all is a triggering word in these times, but it's true. All of our ancestors across the lands of this world practice a form of ancestral honoring, reverence, connection, and guidance for and in our living lives from the other realm or from the other world, the underworld, if you will. And so I have lived in different countries for great amounts of time. I have worked in different modalities of different indigenous systems in different places and areas in the world, both of Native American practices, both of South African practices, those of South American practices, those of Southeast Asian practices, and even a little bit of the New Age world stuff too. So I feel like I have a good overview and some areas of deep dive into all of these ways that our practices are so similar and also respectfully need to be honored in separation. So therein, if I wanted to make this episode about it, is a whole conversation around cultural appropriation and cultural appreciation, but I don't really feel like doing that right now. That'll be for another episode at another time. I just want to talk about what I feel ancestral healing is and what it ain't, okay? And so I bring this up that all of our ancestors across the lands and all of our histories have some form of ancestral reverence in them because some people are so worried about getting into this work, thinking that they're going to be appropriating or stealing or taking. And at the end of the day, we all have access to the same tools of like animistic practices, animism of everything has a spirit of earth, air, water, fire, nature, sun, moon, stars that all of our ancestors leverage in one way, shape or form with song and dance and words and intention to connect with the spirits, to get uh, inspiration and guidance into how they needed to be working and living their lives um, and being able to travel through different realms. Now, the rules and words and ways of doing things are unique to a culture, but that's the reason why we need to be doing ancestral healing so that you can reclaim those things uniquely of your lineage and of your people. And I bet right now you're like, oh, but so much has happened. Those things have been forgotten. There was um, a post by um, a witchy lady, you can find it yourself, that I responded to who has a huge following who was like, all of us white people have to go with indigenous and black and brown and spiritual practices because all of our lineages have lost everything because of colonial Christian crusades and all the things. And I'm like, yes, that's a fact that has happened. You also have been colonized and oppressed as a white quote unquote person, but you also have indigenous roots. If you would just sit down, take the time and be diligent to do the ancestral connection and healing work that I'm about to talk about now, you would reclaim a whole lot of shit that all of us are getting into too but you don't want to do that. And this is not shade. It's just motherfucking facts, right? And I was so kind enough to extend my services and interest to that person. And maybe one day they will come around to do it. 
But if you are a white person listening to this podcast, wondering that, you do have things that can be reclaimed just as much as all of us amazing black, melanated, brown, mixed, and indigenous people. And if we would get into that, which is why I believe in ancestral healing, which is why you're on this podcast, we'd actually be starting to heal the world and see the areas of overlap where we can come together and be, I don't know, humans and respectful and caring and abundant in our interactions instead of all this other shit that's been going on for centuries and eons, right? So yes, is that big world thinking? Sure, but I am a motherfucking envisionary person. That's what I'm here on this earth to do and that's what this work is about. So if you don't like it, then I'm not your person and that's totally fine. But if you are, then you're going to enjoy this love that I'm giving. And also I'm getting a little spicy with my language because it is annoying when people are like, oh, ancestral healing is all woo-woo. And it's really not. It's very potent, powerful medicine that we all have access to. All right. In the past few years, the discussion around ancestral healing has blown up in a sense. This makes my spiritualist and healer heart so very happy because I know that when more people are open to connecting with their ancestors to heal the wounds we're carrying, the more capacity we have to be the change in the world. Hey y'all, I'm Ash Johns, and my experience has shown me that connecting with our well and elevated ancestors can break generational curses and open our ability to accept support and resourcing in our current life. And who doesn't need more support and more resource? I've worked with several individuals one-on-one in this way and realized that if I made space for a greater massive energy, we could make bigger ways for more people to create a ripple effect of healing. That's what the month-to-month membership of Healing is Happening is all about. Twice a month, individuals just like you, looking to make a deeper connection with past relatives, develop relationships with their ancestors, and move forward without the baggage that's been weighing them down, meet in a private community for facilitation, guidance, and support in their journeys. If you've been looking for a safe space for culturally sensitive topics that always arise when we're doing our healing, if you've had the desire to heal your whole lineage rather than a single soul at a time, if you've been aching for a trusted guide who not only walks with integrity but lives the work themselves, here I am and you're not alone in this. You have your ancestors' support and you definitely have my encouragement. Healing is happening and we'd love for you to experience it in the now and in your life. To join the Healing is Happening membership community, visit healingishappeningforme.com. I can't wait to see you inside. While we're all living the traumas of the past and the present, thinking that everything has been lost because of colonization, immigration, imperial systems, enslavement, genocide, and more, nothing, and I mean nothing, is lost in the spiritual realm. And if you don't believe me, go and do an Akashic Records reading, right? Or go work with someone who does past life regressions or soul retrieval, and you know exactly what the fuck I'm talking about. Um, including your roots and your ancestors. They're not lost in the spirit realm either. We do not just die and our consciousness just poofs and dissipates into the ether. And science has even talked about that and proven that, which I'm going to dedicate a whole episode to the science and spirit of ancestral healing in the future. But for right now, back to what ancestral healing is and what it is not. Because as you see, It's damn near like you put a battery in my back and crank me up and I have a lot to say about this. So thank God for season two, right? 
So if you think your dead have just vanished off into the ether, I implore you to do your own research while you're waiting for me to do that episode to find the science and the spirit behind consciousness continuing, which will be, as I said, an upcoming episode based on a webinar I did actually, I think it was early to 2020, I think maybe late 2020, I can't remember, but I'm going to come back, refresh that content and then do a whole episode um, to teach y'all and share that with you. Okay, but again, back back to ancestral healing and what it is and what it ain't. Ancestral healing, in my opinion, is the belief, practice, process, and yes, lifestyle, meaning it's a journey. It's not just something you just do one time and you're finished. A lifestyle of reconnecting with your ancestors on the other side, right? To honor, alchemize, elevate, and ancestralize them so that their wisdoms, their knowledge, and their guidance can be accessible and of service to you in the life that you are living, the legacy that you're building, for your belonging, for your freedom, and ultimately to be the change on this planet. All right, that's my definition of it. I'm not interested in working or being in community, no offense, with anybody who's not interested in ancestral healing so that you can show up differently and a better human on this planet and affect greater change, whether that's in policy and relationships and economics and love and um, race relations and whatever it is, real estate, like all the things, which is why I love ancestral healing because it literally touches every fucking thing in our lives that is unjust and not right and not in balance with the land and our essence as humans, right? The essence of love, the essence of existence, instead of fighting each other to fucking survive another day. And so when we start to honor the birth, living, and life, death, and then rebirth process, you realize that all of this fighting to survive isn't even necessarily needed because we're going to reincarnate again. Not to say that you don't deserve to live a good life or have your space and home and good things, but all these like pains and traumas and injustices that are being done just because you want more money or more land or want to uh, discriminate against a certain group or you're afraid that other groups are going to take more, be more, have more, all that shit is just fear of lack and fear of death and ancestral healing can help us with that all right not that it erases our humanity but it does help to balance and metabolize and just bring back the essence of all things are possible and there is rules and reasons for being on this planet that are universal law that we need to remember and come back to so we can stop polluting the lands killing each other excessively um, having all these power dynamics and fights, come back to motherfucking diplomacy, like diplomacy, conflict resolution, understanding, thinking forward, not just for yourself, but for others. But let me get back to what I'm here to tell y'all before this ends up being like a two hour long podcast episode and you're like, oh my God, Ash. Now, the way that I just define ancestral healing is completely different than how other people define it. Okay. And I respect that. This is just my piece of the territory and grass. And I've accumulated this from a number of elders, teachers, my own ancestors, the community I come from, the feet I've sat at, the hours I've put into ceremony, the books I've read, the trainings I've done. All right. And I'm not the only person who's been doing this, but this has definitely been my path for my whole life. And if you listen to earlier episodes or even last episode, I talked about as a kid looking at my family and writing down the things that I didn't want to do 
as they are doing that I wanted to do differently so I could be the change and break generational patterns, I was doing that at age eight. So it only makes sense that as I've grown up and gained more skills and gone through more training and have more certifications that I'm doing exactly what the fuck I'm doing right now because it was for me to do, like straight up. This was calling a reason of being in my family what I call ancestral agreements. Now, I have an ebook for y'all. It's called Lay of the Lands and you get a free copy of it in the show notes if you would like it. In it, I outline eight ways into ancestral healing for folks to explore. Reason being is there's a lot of different ancestral practices and modalities, which could be ancestral connection through the arts, music, food, dance, language, spiritual practices, religion, communication, genetics, genealogy, all these things, people kind of bucket into ancestral wisdom and ancestral healing which are great when you do them and they are in alignment with your original energetics of your ancestry and your lineage, they do make your people proud. They do change the energetics of your life and of the ancestors. So that's great. It's just not the things that I specialize in. What I am specialized and trained in is doing ancestral healing directly with your dead, conjuring and calling them forward, going into trance, having conversations, shifting their energy, healing their traumas, allowing them to release their wounds, reclaiming their blessings, letting them tell you what's going on in the family and in the lineage to fulfill your legacy, healing the whole lineage, not just one ancestor, not just one, your grandma or your auntie or your daddy. No, I'm talking about the whole motherfucking lineage because we're all connected and we're all sharing energy. That's what I'm interested in doing because as we talk about what's happening in our lives and in the world, we keep talking about wanting to change and heal and evolve systems. Well, that applies everywhere and the system of your family and lineage and culture needs healing. So what's happening collectively affects the individual. What's happening in the individual needs to come into the collective. But when you look at that from an energetic and a spiritual perspective, that's a whole lot of generational energy breaking for one person to do which is where I insert my eye rolls when I see everybody on Instagram being like, I'm breaking the generational chain myself. And I'm like, that's why you're motherfucking tired because you're trying to do five generations, 12 centuries worth of work in one lifetime. And don't get me wrong, you can see each generation what we're responsible for. Like I used to do trend studies, generational trend studies as a market researcher. And we would say, you know, the baby boomers did this and the millennials are this and Gen X is this and, you know, the Gen Y is this and whatever. It seems like this time that we're in, we're trying to be self-sustainable, be entrepreneurs, do all of our healing, connect with our dead, honor our roots, end systemic racism, right? Like clean up the oceans and the waters. It's a lot happening in one generation right now. And I'm like, that's a lot of energy. And we're trying to push through literally compounded trauma, compounded energies from so many people before us, which doesn't even make logical sense, much less energetic sense. So the way that I work with ancestral healing and what I believe in so greatly is to call forth your ancestors and have them take care of the shit that they need to take care of, their wounds, their traumas, their actions, their wrongdoings, and their blessings to bring them forth in the lineage and in your life. When you're in collaboration with your ancestors, generational change can happen like that. And yes, I just snapped my fingers. It can happen fast. And then the job is for us to maintain which is the difference between healing and ancestral healing and coaching. Coaching world is like, 
What's your mindset? What's your goal? And let's shift or reframe your mind so that you can take action towards your goal. Done. Topical. Change your mind, take action, achieve. That's it. No disrespect. That's it. And and I'm not going to lie. When you change your mind, you start to shift your beliefs. It does have an energetic difference in your body, but that does not change the energetic vibration of your entire electromagnetic field that is held by you and your ancestors and the people, the clan in which you belong. That alone needs to be a quote because it's true. All right. I mean, think about it logically in your own family. You might go off to college and want to get a degree or want to travel the world, but your family is like, we're going to stay in our town. <laughs> and that's not to be derogatory. It's just to be funny because I lived in a small town when I went to college. And I also am from big cities, from Detroit, from Chicago, lived in New York. Um, so I've, I've been around the world, even in this United States of America. But the point is we can't even influence our own damn living family members. And you think that you're going to break generational and energetic chains with your dead without involving the actual dead. Tell me the logic people, please. And I know we have a fixation on being in control and feeling like we're in power, but the real power is initiating, facilitating, and being a catalyst for greater healing and change. And that starts in your lineage. Let me get back to the actual things I wrote down to talk to y'all because I get so lit up about this because I want to bring people deeper into this practice, not just awareness, not just calling up one grandparent or one person to help you. That's all good and dandy, but there's deeper and greater work that we can be doing that's going to be shifting lineage and people. Okay. So in this free copy of the ebook, because the link is in the show notes, you can explore all of these very accessible ways to start coming into ancestral practice, honoring reverence connection, right? Then you can decide if you want to go deeper beyond those which leads you into greater understanding, remembering, and reclamation of your people's ways and the ways that will heal the energy in you and with them, right? Those eight ways in that I mentioned in the book don't always have the ability to actually heal or change the energy of the ancestors on the other side. They help you connect with them. They help you have belonging and and um, pride and like, oh, reclamation of like practices, but they're not changing the energetic state of the ancestors, which affects you. So for example, I've worked with people whose ancestors were like, I am racist. That's how I survived. I let go of being an indigenous, quote unquote, white person from Eastern Europe. And the only way we could survive and get jobs was to assimilate to whiteness and to be mean to black people, Native Americans, and others, right? And so when you go into the ancestral realm and you still see them holding that energetic charge and that belief, that's the reason why you can go to all the fucking workshops you want. That shit's not fully changing. And we've experienced that, right? Where it's like the fragility is so deep and so thick that you have all this knowledge, but you still can't show up in being the change because the energy, the fear, the agreement to that other energy force is in the lineage and still being held on by the ancestors. Why? Because they still want you to survive. They know that the survival technique worked for them and they don't want to give away that power. This is the reason why, and I also roll my eyes at this, but again, without disrespect, just out of frustration, is that 
And I'm actually going to reference psychology and the sciences right here. They say that logic does not heal our fears, right? You can logically know that something doesn't fucking make sense, but it's still energetically your fear. So we need to go into what will actually shift the energy. Mindset and education and intellect and, and knowledge does not necessarily fully and thoroughly change your energy state, much less the dead people. You might be wondering how and why do I want to shift the energy of the dead ones, the ancestors? And let me just break that down a little bit, especially because in our minds as humans, our mental capacity just only understands that that was my grandmother and how she died is how she is on the other side, right? If I even realize that she's alive on the other side, even though she's dead, if that makes sense. Um, and that's not always true. How someone lived their life doesn't mean that that's how they fully transition. You could have had a terrible person who killed, lied, um, raped, did all these terrible, terrible things to people and their energy shifted as they transitioned over and they're completely different in the other realm. Sometimes they're not. More likely they're not because so many people are pissed at what their actions were in their lived life that they have all of this baggage and, and tendrils and gookiness attached to them and they're remorseful or pissed or whatever the fuck is going on more likely than not. But it is possible. Other times you might be thinking someone was amazing in their life and they did all these great things, but you don't know what secrets, what regrets, what bitterness, what rage, what wounds they held in their own body that stayed with them when they transitioned over. So bitterness, anger, rage, hate, disappointment, depression, whatever it is, can still be in your energy body as you transition as a consciousness, as a spirit, as a soul into the other realm. So, so can the good stuff, right? Like joy, unique gifts, talents, spiritual abilities, happiness, um, generosity, all of those other characteristics are also available when you transition over. So the whole point is to not have this compounded trauma, energy, and behaviors recycling through your lineage and in your life when you're conjuring up or calling up ancestors in your like basic, I don't mean to be an asshole, but in your basic ancestral reverence or ancestral altar process where you're going to sit there and you're calling in an ancestor or your grandma or your grandfather and you haven't elevated them or honored them or done anything to shift their energy so that they could be trusting and abundantly wonderful. <laughs> That's the only way I can say it right now because I'm on a roll um, and safe to work with in your life. So one of the things I see is people setting up an altar, calling anyone on through that portal, and then wondering why their life gets a little bit better, but then a whole lot worse. And they see patterns amplified or anxiety more pronounced. And it's because you haven't learned how to be discerning of who you're calling for. You haven't learned how to do elevation at all, even if it's only one ancestor at a time. And you certainly haven't learned how to do whole lineage elevations or ushering cycle pump work, ushering a dead person from one state of being into another state so that they are safely resting, gathered with other dead ones and are in the ancestral realm fully instead of kind of sort of moving between our realm and their realm. All right. I hope this is making sense. As y'all know, I'm very passionate about this. So I'm a little bit of a motor mouth, but you know how to hit the replay and you definitely know how to hit me up on Instagram or repost or ask questions. That's all good, but I'm going to keep it going because I don't want this to go too long. I want to point out something about ancestors, and that is that they have a way, especially those of recent generations, one, two, three generations from you, to do two things. 
One is they want to come through to help you because they do love you and they want to see the generation that you're in thrive, but they still are carrying their issues from their life and their generation. And so those issues are inflicted upon you. And an example of that is that I see over and over and over again and how my ancestors explained it to me, it's like an overprotective helicopter mom. They want the best for you, but if the best for you means that you're in harm's way, they will block it. So you're like, yo, thanks ancestor for coming through. And they're like, yeah, yeah, they're there child. I'm here for you. And you're like, all right, this is what I want to go do. I want to go and be a public speaker and I'm going to go ahead and write this, this thesis and I'm going to go into this institution. And they're like, oh no, that kind of visibility, the world hasn't changed enough child. Mm -mm. I don't want you to do any of that. I want you to stay safe, play small, keep your little nine to five, you know, that's good enough. Why? Because grandmama or granddaddy lived in a time where playing small ensured that they were going to be safe. And right now, yes, we want to be safe, but we need to be fucking change makers. We need to come up and be living in our freedom and creating more freedom for others, which means that we can't have ancestors around us who are still holding the energetic vibrations of the stuff that we want to heal and change in the world. We need their energy to shift so that they can show up with their wisdoms and the good stuff they do have to support us in leading forward. I've pissed a couple people off um, a few times where they were like quoting all the greats like Mother Maya Angelou and like Martin Luther King and Nelson Mandela and like Malcolm X and all these various leaders and uh, Nikki Giovanni and various folks and I was like cool like they did their work they made their mark on the generations and some things have changed and some things are the same so where do you pick up the baton and add a new vibration to what they're doing and take it forward because if we're only referring back to their work and not innovating and expanding upon it so that we start to shift even further forward we're stuck in the same fucking place even though their work was incredible and even though it's still relevant What's our energetic contribution? Because if you keep calling them into your space, we're going to keep filling their same energies instead of moving forwards with what they gave us, if that makes sense. Not to knock them because I deeply honor all of them. And what's the healing in the forward movement is the question. Okay, the second thing that I see ancestors do is want to live what was inexperienced in their own lives through you, which is beautiful when we're answering their prayers, when we are their greatest dreams answered, like awesome, when we personify their freedom that they didn't have or their greatest desires for coming to this land or whatever it might be, that's great. But it also means that they can come through with an agenda that may not align with your own. And this is where you can slip into territories of possession and like, you're running to your ancestors for all the answers instead of going to them for counsel and learning how to trust yourself and embody. Like at the end of the day, and I'm going to talk about this in a little bit, this is about coming into right relationship, reclamation, remembering, and getting into balanced relationship with ancestors. You still going to have to learn your lessons. You can't outsource your life to spirits unless that's really what you want to do, which I don't think you do. Okay. What ancestral healing is and what it ain't, in my opinion. A little bit of sass is going to come out here, y'all. So hold on to your boots. What it ain't. Real ancestral healing to me is not about giving your power away to your ancestors. All right? Let's just go right into that one right now. It's about coming back and getting into right relationship with them, metabolizing their traumas and pains so that they are 
safe to call upon and work on and have into your space. And also so that the energetics are no longer compounding generationally so that you can show up differently and resource in your life. It's about elevating them, not as individuals only, but as whole lineages first. So then you have a reservoir of amazing people, amazing folks in which you are the descendant of that you can call on and have support in this world with and from, right? Another one, what ancestral healing ain't to me, right? Is just connecting with anyone. To me, that's ancestral connection. That's ancestral communication. You can work with a medium. You can even get that through tarot cards. Cool. But that's not necessarily healing. Ancestral healing is helping the dead lay down their trouble so that they can actually rest in peace because a lot of them are not resting in peace. And also so that their wisdom is so potent and so untainted that you can really trust them to come through to help not just you, but you with expanding on humanity. Ancestors know a lot and they walk with a lot. They've lived this lifetime. They've come through. They've seen things that we have not seen yet. We just don't need their judgments and their wisdom to be clouded or tainted. And that opens up a whole, you know, Pandora's box of conversation and perspectives of what's tainted and what's not. But the point is, I'm here for visionaries, leaders, and change makers who are okay, who want to be on the front lines of a global, cultural, and personal change and freedom. Now, how you define that is a conversation for another time. But I just want to be clear about who I am and what I'm here for and what this podcast is about. Another one. Ancestral healing is not about just you and your life. And I think this is the difference between ancestral healing and getting an ancestral reading. Because most times when people get a reading, it's about what do I need to move forward in my life? And it's only about the singular person's life, the individual. Where ancestral healing to me, specifically ancestral lineage healing, is about legacy building. That's whole lineage work. I need every ancestor to be on this page. And I've done work with... um, clients where there was a few ancestors who was like, fuck that. We don't give a shit about that. We're pissed. We are angry. We don't want to hear it. We don't want to heal. We are mad until you hear what we feel. We don't give a shit about what you're talking about. Fuck your life and fuck you too. You cool, but fuck you too. (laughs) And I was like, legit, like I get that. So we had to sit with them, hold space with them, with older ancestors, maintaining the container until they decided that they were heard when they metabolized that, when they said what they needed, what they wanted and how it needed to be done. And we did that work with them. They did their part of it and we did our part of it and then things started to shift. So it's not just about you. And I see that transactional thing, which I think is also a result of colonial ways and colonization of thinking of, I'll do this if you do this. Like, yes, we need balance and everything is give and take, but when you're truly in relationship, you're not doing tit for tat. So if you're only doing ancestral healing just to care about yourself, you're missing the mark. We care about the ancestors. We care about the lineage. We care about you and future generations to come and the people around you. Like, think about this for a moment. If all of us healed our ancestry and had pride and balance and good energy and unique gifts and talents flowing, how would the world change? How would the world change? If your racist ancestors and enslaved ancestors could finally rest and atone for what they experienced and what happened, how would we show up differently in our relationships and in each other's lives and in our relations 
in this world right now. Another thing that ancestral healing ain't, in my opinion, and this is no disrespect, hold yourself right now. It's not just spells, jars, folklore work for the Euro descendant people, um, you know, all of those like witchy things that everyone's loving on the internet. It's not just that. It's even beyond that. And I honor those things. Hell, I have hoodoo roots. That is my religion. That is what my black American ancestors practice and come from. And that's all Gucci, straight up, right? I rock hard with that. And that's my community. And also some of those practices were birthed and evolved for short-term fixes for survival. And so as I shift into whole lineage healing and legacy making forward, some of those practices will evolve as well. These are living traditions, right? So I want our magic and our ancestral work to extend into thriving at the root with the actual ancestors themselves, which will require personal and ancestral healing. Talk about that in future episodes, but it's both your personal healing and your ancestral healing. Okay, no, we have to talk about it right now, says the spirit. So when I mean personal healing and ancestral healing, these are two things that are happening at the same time because based on the trauma that was experienced with the ancestors, that energetic vibration is coming through the lineage and into your life. So your life experiences are a representative or a reflection of what your ancestors experienced and what was happening in the world. Got it? Cool. So sometimes people are like, I don't know if this is me or if it's the ancestors. I've done this. I've done that. I've seen this healer. I've done this fast. I've done this retreat. I've done this book. I've done this coach. I've joined this religion. I've left this spiritual thing. And then they're like, and still, it's still happening. Whatever the still thing is, which is the reason why this podcast was was originally called It's Still Happening, right? So I'm like, cool. You've done a lot of your personal work. Now it's time to go straight to the ancestors. Other times people are working with individual ancestors, never really healing them. And so therefore they can't fully embody the coaching, the wellness, the practicum, whatever it is on the personal level. So you've got to do both. It's an end to end system. Personal healing and ancestral healing go together. They cannot be separate if you want to be thorough and safe. All right. And I'll be expounding upon that in the future. All right, coming to a close very soon, y'all. Another thing that ancestral healing is not, it is not just awareness. I think of all the things, I can't lie, y'all, this is the one that gets up underneath my skin like a motherfucker. Let me tell you why. Awareness gets everyone excited. Awareness is not healing. Say it with me now. Awareness is not healing. (laughs) It's you becoming aware. And you can get ancestral awareness of the patterns you inherited from your mother, your grandmother, your great-grandmother, your great-great-great-great-grandmother, your great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-grandmother, but that does not shift the energy in the family and in your life. It's just awareness. You can do behavior change stuff. You can switch your mindset. But again, does that change the ancestors? No, my friends, it does not. You can gain awareness in a seminar. You can gain awareness through family therapy and psychotherapy, EMDR, a Reiki session, yoga, hell, a good argument with your mom, becoming a mother and having your mother around will show you the generational patterns and wounds and traumas and even curses, if you will, that are learned behavior in your lineage as a state of survival. Awareness is actually quite easy to do and it it actually satisfies our 
conscious mind more than anything, but it doesn't get into the deeper levels. So most people get that dopamine hit and get that, oh, I learned something and I realized something through awareness and stop there or may do some behavior change. I actually saw an influencer talk about this recently. She was like, oh, she's got daughters um, and her mom was visiting and she was like, I noticed something that I do that my daughter's starting to do that my mom does that is harmful. And it's a generational pattern. It's a generational trauma and I'm going to break the chain. So I asked my mom not to do this anymore. And I didn't respond. I was like, that's great. You can do behavior change. You can become aware that this is a generational curse and pattern, but we didn't get into the core ancestral healing, the core wound that even made those behaviors a thing in you, your mama, and your daughter. That's the work that I do. That's what I'm interested in. I don't. I get so bored and frustrated with just awareness and behavior change or mindset change when we don't get to the core wound that's been passed on over and over and over and over and over again. That energy is still the same and it will show up again, okay? So you really haven't broken the chain. I'm trying to tell y'all and I'm so sorry because it doesn't feel good. No one wants to hear that they're excited about something and they think they're doing it great and there's more right which healing is forever by the way we never finish so maybe that will help your mind because i'm not trying to be an asshole i'm just telling it to y'all straight no chaser honey so we can work together as a collective so i'm sorry to tell you you haven't broken no chains but you did start the process which is definitely worthy of celebration and gratitude and honoring because that is the first step of being able to go deeper into this work so I'm hoping I'm calling you deeper. I'm hoping you're feeling the vibrational resonance that this is true and that you are the person in the family who's been selected and also signed up for this work. Otherwise, you would not be here listening to my voice. So awareness and those behavior changing and mindset shifts and all of that is great, but they are short-term fixes. Your ancestors even your mama and even you are still holding on to the original wound and the energy and the beliefs, the deeper beliefs. And so therefore that wound and that behavior is going to reappear again, even if not in your life, but it will be in your life. It'll be in your offsprings and in future lineages because it, we come back through the lineages in which we already belong. All right. So there's that. This is how I break it down, right? This is my process. It's not just my process. It's the elders in which I work with, the teachers in which have trained me in this, and I will be sure to share more about them in the future, but I just want to talk about my perspective um, first, and there'll be many, many episodes where you get to hear from them, okay? So what it is, is yes, awareness is the first level. Level two is connecting with the dead. Maybe it's recent ones. I recommend in the way that I work is connecting with old ones before original wounds, ones that have been elevated, ones who were living in times where we did have the practices and the rites of passage and um, the blessings and the different things that we did in our culture to honor moments in life so that they could fully transition and be a resource to the living ones. All right. So awareness, then connect with the old, old, old ones. Do the healing, which is when you normally hear about the stories and the traumas and the things, and that's an important moment to not get caught up in the narratives. Because when ancestors, just like regular people, are hurting, they love company. Misery loves company. So when you get to that third level of actually doing the healing and hearing what needs to be healed at the core in the lineage with the ancestor it originally affected, 
You don't want to get caught up in that shit and be crying and processing shit with them. Like, that's not what we're here to do. We're here to be like, cool, we, we located the situation. Let's go to the next step or the next process, which is alchemize. It is what is the medicine to heal this? What was most needed? How do we let this go? Do you want to let it go, ancestor, dead one? How do we metabolize and transmute this energy from what it is into something else and when that happens you physically will feel it you will witness it you will sense it or see it depending on whatever your spiritual gifts are and then finally the old 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 ancestors will take that dead one and ancestralize them right and that means and a shout out to elder maladoma somme for this and that is his lineage this ancestralization process is literally having that ancestor gathered or the ancestors gathered and come into the same level of the elevated one that you already have been trusting and working with. And that one is really important. It's a really important process because they're officially moved into the same energy level and essence of the lineage before the harm or the wound happened. They are fully in the ancestral realm. That's why it's called ancestralized. They're no longer half ghostly holding on to their pains of this realm. They get to be over there until it's time for them to come back. And then the last and final process or step, if you will, that is not to be skipped over is the embodiment. That means you, living person, human, listening to this podcast, now need to take the gifts and the prescriptions that the dead ones, the ancestors gave you, and to live them in your life. And that's so important because if we do not, we will allow those same energies that are still floating out in this world to come right back into our lives and enter right back into the lineage. Okay. So embodiment is the maintenance is the practice that you go, but everyone skips over this middle stuff. They go from awareness to immediately trying to do embodiment and behavior change and mindset and haven't done none of this shit in the middle where the healing is actually really happening. Okay. In the embodiment at that point, you're also and regular maintenance and practice and relationship with the ancestors. So that's where you can have them giving you protection, giving you guidance, right? Doing all the things that help you show up as the change, as the face of the lineage and as the change in the world, all right? Otherwise, if we don't go through this process, which to me is true ancestral healing, ancestral lineage healing, we're just regurgitating the same energy and the same shit that our ancestors experienced provoked, allowed to happen, went through, and all the other words you want to use in there, back into our world and in our lives, especially the recent ancestors, which is why I tell people they always get excited when they meet me. They're like, oh, I want to talk to my grandma. And I'm like, that's not what I do. I'm not really worried about your grandma. I want to get your grandma and everybody else in between you and the most elevated noble, safe, and loving ancestor. Let's do the work with all of them so you can really feel the energy shift in your life and in your pride and belonging. So if you haven't realized by now, ancestral healing ain't about no love and light, all right? You might need an ancestor who knows how to hold some strong ass boundaries to protect you, to let a motherfucker know that they can't step over the line, that you are loved and respected, and that's great. I just want that ancestor with that power and that wisdom to not come with any muck and guck and issues that are gonna cause energetic problems in my life and also in my physical life, 
So it's not about calling an ancestor and they're going to be like an angel and they're only going to read you bedtime stories and like give kisses to your enemies. Like it's not that. Eventually, maybe we do elevate all of our ancestors and act like we have some sense on this earth and then we don't have to do those things. That's wishful thinking. One day I'll be gone from this planet by then, but that's okay because I'm doing the work right now as my calling has required me to. So we just need to be doing that work, this ancestral healing work from a place of empowerment, not centuries of victimhood. And that's the reason why we want to heal the ancestors so that they can show up and resource in us as we go forth to have change in this world. I can't say that enough. All right. I'm so sure that your grandmama has some wisdom in her, right? And to share with you, we just don't need her hate for men to stop you from calling in and restoring the original experience of partnership that was in the lineage, regardless of your sexual orientation or preference. And the only way to do that, right, is to heal the whole lineage with grandmama so that her wisdoms can come through because the trauma that she experienced for all the reasons has her and the energy and the family around being an independent woman. Meanwhile, you're over here tired, struggling, feeling alone, and wanting to be in partnership, whatever partnership looks like for you. So that's an example. Another example, and this is a personal experience, is that women in my lineage lost their freedom through motherhood. They were young mothers because of all of the reasons, all the systemic reasons, all of the still surviving the after effects of enslavement as black American women, which is why I personally have chosen to not be a mother yet. So when I got into my lineage healing around this, because it makes me teary eyed and it's just because I have a lot of energy that I'm not crying right now, but I'm sure when I break this down into more details on a future episode, I will have much tears to share with you. Um, and this lineage healing is still work in progress, by the way. They were like, you blocked your own womb, which is my personal responsibility to undo, but it was because of the original wound of the burden of motherhood running in the lineage that I was afraid of. So I made a conscious decision that also had a physical repercussion in my own life, which is my personal responsibility. But the deeper wound and lineage healing is around the burden of motherhood. As we work through the burden of motherhood, I get more empowerment and trust in myself to mother, right? And to show up to heal my body and open up to receiving when I want to, right? And that is definitely shifting. So I don't even know if I wanted to share that on here, but it came out. So I'm going to let it be what it is. Maybe it will inspire someone who needed to hear that story because healing is in fact happening. It is. That's the reason why I changed the name of the podcast. Ancestral healing is a partnership of shared responsibilities and shared resourcing. Some things are personal responsibility, which happens through embodiment practices, and some are ancestral, which is shifting the original energy and the original wound in the lineage. And you get access to the inheritances of your birthright when you do both, right? When you do the lineage healing, the birthright, the blessings, the gifts, the good things can flow even more into your life and in your living family's lives, but you have to do the embodiment to hold it, right? A lot of people want to manifest things that they can't hold. Well, this is a good example. Do the lineage healing, do the embodiment work as a lifestyle. And trust me, life changes. And I know that for a fact. Um, Another thing in this shared responsibility and shared resourcing is that not only do you get access to the inheritances and the energy of your birthright and your lineage, you also get and allow the ancestors to have access to this physical world even more than they 
do normally, right? They get to work through you and witness your growth and see their lineage thrive, which is pretty dope. They appreciate that. That's the reason why we give offerings and light candles and have beautiful scents and ring bells and sing songs. Like they love that stuff, but we want to do the healing so that that stuff is even more received. Yeah. So there are lots of ancestors who have caused all kinds of harm, yes, and that's more reason to do this work, which we will be talking about in further episodes. I have so much in the future, so I want you to make sure that you subscribe if this is resonating for you. But for now, I just want to take a moment to call you deeper and further into this practice and this movement of ancestral healing, if you will, so that you go beyond just becoming aware of generational patterns and ancestral wounds and go beyond just calling in the first, second, or third generations of ancestors to you. I want you to actually get deeper into the actual healing that's available to you and for them so that you shift the energy. Because working with those first few generations, you're just pulling up the energy that you're already trying to heal and just getting more of that in your space and in your body. Okay. And that's when the grief and things start to settle in and your nervous system can't metabolize it. And honestly, is the thing that is what keeps pushing people away from ancestral healing because they're like, oh, it's going to be so traumatic and I'm going to hear all these stories and I don't want to see or relive things of my ancestors. And I'm like, you don't have to. Not that you run away, right? Or like only want to see the good parts, but you don't have to have all of their stuff running through your body if you do it in the way that I do. So we'll be talking more about that, right? The last thing I want to point out around ancestral healing is that um, traditional indigenous and ancestral practices versus ancestral healing. And yes, this is a little controversial. Um, A lot of the traditional practices and of these closed systems don't have whole lineage healing elevation and practices because quite frankly, the ancestors didn't need it back then. They had regular ass rituals, regular ass ceremonies, rites of passage, warriorship, like all these secret practices that they were always doing in life, living, death, and rebirth that they didn't need to do whole lineage healing because it was already being healed. Like they were already living it in reverence of their village, their, their culture, their groups, right? Their tribes. But we know we've lost those. We've been separated from that, which is why I believe we need to reclaim old ways, but also innovate them for the times that we're currently in and the times that we want to see moving forward. So... There's a lot of shit that's still happening that our ancestors experienced. And that's a, you know, that's a real thing. You know, there's a lot of things still happening that our ancestors experienced. And that might make you want to just do old traditional ways only. But we do have to keep evolving and taking our ancestors' practices and ways forward so that we can heal and move forward. We can repair fragmentation. We can hold folks accountable if you will. A lot of this work is about catching up what has been lost and you can do that through this practice in this lifestyle. Okay, so I have many, many examples, personal and client stories of the power and impact of ancestral healing, but I really just wanted to say what I think it is and what I think it isn't. Not to knock on those other things, but really, again, to bring you into deeper practice and deeper thought around what we're talking about relative to ancestors. Social media, Instagram will make you think that you're doing it. And I'm sorry to say, I don't think a lot of us are. But if you're interested, you found this podcast and I'm glad that you're here. So I hope you get the Lay of the Lands book and subscribe to this podcast for future episodes that are surely to come. 
Take care, y'all. May you and your people be well. May we honor the lands in which we are working and living and thriving on right now. And remember, healing is happening. Thank you for taking the time to listen to another episode of Healing Is Happening. If you enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to rate, review, share with someone you love, and most definitely subscribe wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Speaking of, I love connecting with others during their remembering, healing, and transformational journey. So feel free to reach out to me on Facebook or Instagram at Ash Inspires. Or if you'd like to connect on a deeper community level, check out my website and services at ashleyjohns.com. All the links to do so are in the show notes. Now, I can't wait to hear about what's going down with your lineages, both of the past and present for your freedom and abundance. So don't be a stranger. Until next time, my friends, fans, family, and foes, I hope you continue walking your unique path of freedom with courage and compassion. May you and your people be well on the lands in which you get to work, live, and thrive on. And remember, healing is happening.